You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. I'm your host TK. Got a full house tonight. We've got Corby visiting in from Newcastle, but g'day, we'll say g'day to Andy first game, mate. How you going, TK? It's weird seeing his head in person. I know. There's no, there's no lag or delay. It's, it should be a good pod, but we'll see. Draft day, and he's being a snake on his phone doing bets. <laughs> We've been waiting an hour for him just to place bets. Keeping like. in the Newcastle fashion, just being real real late and sort of uh, slow. Come yeah, on, mate. Big time, of course. Big gamer. Hello, mate. Oh, how did I not get the first intro when I'm first time in person? It's because you're on your phone being rude. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was. My turn, the punters club. is my second week, so I have done well. And oh, yes. uh, we'll be going for a third week, too. Yeah. He's going good. He's always going good. So hit up calls for any tips. But boys, trials last night, a couple of impressive teams, a couple of dud teams. But let's kick things off. Canberra 32, Roosters 18. Andy, you covered this game. What'd you see? Look, I tell you what, it was not a lot from the Roosters because naturally it is their, was their C, D grade side. But mm. I think Robbo said, he said it pretty good. They'll be good for the run, especially with this COVID-affected season. I think all of them will, will, have, will be good for the run. But, mate, the Raiders, there was a lot to like about the Raiders. I'm not Mr. sure if you. If you've heard, not, yeah, I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this guy, but he's not spoken about in preseason. Xavier Savage. I'm not sure. Yeah. You're sure. Mate, really looked good. You write really some narrative good. around this bloke, mate. Like especially the narrative with CNK going to centre, you know, playing that turbo origin role. I don't know. There's plenty of narratives you can write, but yeah, Savage was good. Um, mate, a couple of good touches in attack. He have a try saver in defence as well. So, I think Ricky said towards. At the end of the game, that he was still a little bit underdone, still wanted to prepare a bit. So I think that's pretty a good telltale sign that CNK will be a fullback in the season. Mate, CNK actually did some good ball playing, but he had a bit of butter, butter fingers from those kickoffs, Andy. Yeah, we have nightmares about those. <laughs> I think if uh, other people are watching the, the trial games, they'll be going kick it high to CNK. But I think, look, just jitters. He's coming back from neck surgery. Had a couple of games last last year, but I think it's just. First trial jitters. I think he'd be fine. Yeah. What about some of the other ones? Because Adam Elliott played. I've noticed that you put Emre Gula down for a bit of a rap too. Mate, Emre was looking solid. He was looking uh, confident with every run, and he was hunting for the ball. Mm. So it's for a trial. Like you, you think he might take a back seat, but it could be a little starting spot there. And he, like he was just playing good minutes too. So the, even all the forwards, Sutton played well. Um, Corey Herrera, I think he overplayed his hand a bit. Um, sort of. Like he was trying too hard. Maybe Hudson might have that spot there. Yeah. But Adam Elliott started on the edge as well. But only problem with that is he did score well in fantasy, but he went to hooker when uh, was it Schneider come off. Mate, Schneider's a player. Mate, there's had a couple of good freshies. Like, what's his name? Schneider, Schiller, James Schiller on the wing Mate, there. They know about their headgear. NRL physio needs to go down and give them a bit of, like, their headgear won't stop you from concussion. I don't know who it was. It was he was Schiller, it was Schneider, or was it Jared Croker? Like, he was wearing white. You can tell who he was. But, yeah, it was a couple of uh, head of HIAs as well. So, But, yeah, look, lots to see, lots to uh, like about the Raiders team. Corbs, your mate, Jared Croker, looking very nice. Yeah, well, he got through the game. That was a big one. And getting over to that try, that's got to do the confidence some good. The but, Goldwyn was special, mate. He was good. 
back to his heyday playing a bit of 5-8 in that second half. Yeah, no, there was Adam Elliott at hooker too. There was a couple <laughs> of uh, rotations with the injuries they had. Did you ever play against Croaks or is he too young? No, nah, I grew up playing a bit more rugby, but he was um, at two years below me, but that didn't stop him. I think he was playing first grade when he was 16. Yeah. The good thing about Croaks is he come off and Ricky said, keep your boots on. He's like, oh, I was spewing Ricky. Yeah. But it just goes to show that he's confident. Ricky's pushing his fitness, so... I think he will definitely start in the centre position yeah. um, and should kick. Whether that makes him fantasy relevant or not, we'll see because he's been playing. But we'll see how that stem cell surgery goes. And also a few injuries, mate. Trey uh, Mooney, it looked like he got carried off. Peter Holler, he got a high-grade medal as well. So they finished with one on the bench, I think. Yeah, not really uh, fantasy relevant players, which is good, I suppose. But um, yeah, Maybe Trey. I thought Trey might be able to jag one. He was at 220. He's well, getting some good He raps, started on the edge as well. Yeah. He, had some, he had some quick feet for the big fella. He's from Parrot too, man. So he's got yeah, a, another one bites of dust. I'm on that guy. He'll probably be a star. Big time. Now, Cobbs, <laughs> let's move to your game because the 8 p.m. game, flood of kind of first graders. Turbo is back at Manly. They played their top team for the first half and they run out winners in the end, 28 to 4. But, Corbs, give me your best. What did you, you see out there, man? Oh, the, the first one was probably Peachy. Uh, just playing that link role. And yeah. me and you were talking yeah. about this. Everyone was pretty excited to see how he went. But then we got quickly reminded that he's going to mm. probably score like the Radley. Good yeah. player, but it just doesn't translate to fantasy scores. Because you notice probably how good he was for their attack when he went off. He's going to make the halves so much better. I reckon the halves are both going to have a pretty good season fantasy-wise, but Peach will be just distributing. Yeah, so yeah, you don't get good uh, fantasy points for taking it to the line and um, getting it out the back to the half. So, so is he out of your, if, your side, if he was in? I, I, he wasn't in my side at all, but I was very keen. He was like probably one of the top five that mm. I was most interested to watch this weekend. But, yeah, now he's well down the list. He's <sighs> been floating in and out of my team. So now he's out. until Unless he put, put something just out of the world next week in the trial. I, I suppose just, it is only game one, and he's done a new position, new team. Yeah, I'm just not liking that style. Cole's just hit on the, the head. So um, Big Olakwatu, he looked like he'd put on another six kilo. <laughs> We've all got one. I found a way to put Nico Hines in my team right now. Yeah, well, originally I thought um, it was going to be Big Stefano, but Olakuatu was the one that stole the show last night Jeez, in terms of big, powerful men. How, how's that feel, by the way? Just with Steffi, had you like his sort of? Yeah, it wasn't great. He uh, he got a, you said he got owned a bit by Paseca. Is it supposed to might be the Stefano? Maybe his half's type two point oh. No, I, th- I still think Stefano showed too much last year that he'll he'll still be good. I still think there's value in him in that midsection. Or well, maybe he plays fantasy. Saw his percentage of ownership was so high to put people I'll off. Drop he's going to have yeah, he's going <laughs> to have two bad games and then pick himself up. But but he had a uh, a couple of good. Um, carries in yardage, like just looking to get busy. And he that, did he not. Gets, you're making that narrative up. How the hell was 12 minutes? Did 12 take a bit Stefano of... Stefano had a shocker last No, no, no. Time. Sorry. Olakowadu. Oh. Ah, right. No, I've moved yeah. on from Stefano. <laughs> 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 hey, the, the poster's off the wall. He's nah, done. Nah, he's he's done. done. Hamoli had a great game. So, like sorry, that, man. Because last year he was really reliant on his attacking stats and he got heaps of them. Yeah. But if he builds that line, base up... That's a, it's a win-win for him. Well, we were talking about that on the phone this morning, right? When you think about an off-season for a young guy, for him to take it, because last year he didn't do that in his game, and I think that was at the end when they got owned by a couple of the better teams, no one wanted to do those tough carries. But if he's willing to do that now, completely different team. So That's good. 
What was I going to say with um, do you think Alex Twal not playing lock and playing as many as said, do you reckon Big Steph does take a hit with minutes? You know, Twal might take yeah, that off him. I still said 50 minutes, don't you reckon, Corbs? Yeah, it's it still 50. 50. As a starter, I think. Who knows? With, with oh, yeah, his value's <laughs> gone down a little bit because you've got to get Twal on there because he does the job so well. I think I said there, Mr. Efficient, and Fru would be loving it. Didn't yeah. miss a tackle. <laughs> He's what you want in the middle there just to keep hey, things together. James Tarmow had an absolute blinder. Yeah, can he keep it up, though? He's, a, he's the oldest bloke on the team. Yeah, he was loving himself after the game as well. Like, he was giving himself a couple of raps on the TV. <laughs> That's a Corby special, giving himself a couple Big of raps. time. Now, Corbs, <laughs> we were talking about this morning just at the coffee shop. Like, if Cleary's out, I'm nearly... Uh, the thing I was hating last night, when Turbo was touching the ball, I'm going, smash him, smash him. Like, I was hating him because I put him in Trap City. But yeah. the more I watch him, he wasn't even out of second gear. He's just carving everyone up. If Cleary's out right now... To make a decision as we sit at this table, I'm picking Turbo. Yeah, I'm thinking about it more now. He was just floating around like he was last year, looking for the ball busy. Again, he is against the Tigers side, it was trials, and Tigers are C grade, the best of times. So, do you take too much out of that? No, I know, but it it just like he's he's still where he's at, and then he had a run just before half time. Yeah, you're saying that where it was just like, yeah, that's the same turbo. So I don't think you're going to lose too much with him. He's going to be up there tussling with Cleary for top point scorer. But I think we learnt last year, boys. As good as our narratives are, when we're wrong, you've got to bite the bullet and admit you're wrong and move on. Oh, for sure, you can't just hold hold on to it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hold it and be stubborn. You got to sort of just go, all right, pick. Get out of get him on the team. Well, I guess it, it does bring the question in: If Cleary's not playing round one, how can you have one million dollars on the bench? Yeah, you know, like that's going to be tough, tough little decision. A, a lot of people will keep him on. It could be especially if you have Grant. Oh, like oh, yeah, true. That's you can't big. you can't have both. That's nah. oh, gee, what a, the world's gonna be shaking. That's lunatic stuff. Anything else that caught your eye there, Corbs? Uh, to the edge back rower that uh, he got was playing for the Tigers. He got good points, didn't he? Yeah, he did really well. Uh, Bullimore, I thought he had a bit of a quiet game. Then I looked at his stats, and for doing nothing, he scored 31 That's on the edge. That's some good base stats. Oh, unreal. So, Bullimore, he could be... I mean, we predicted he had good value if he hit the 35. Great feat. If, so he, if, he if he's hits, starting on if the he, edge, if he's starting on the edge like he did, that's stellar for that price. Yeah, yeah so I didn't really put him on the edge... Sort of in predicted team list. I don't think many did. We all sort of thought he was coming on the middle for that 35 minutes, but he is. I mean, he was in my side anyway, but now I'm even happy to have him in because that 35 predicted is just going north. Well, well if he, let's just say, let's just write the narrative here. If he plays on the edge, plays good 50 minutes, and then Schuster comes back, he'll get that spot. But dare say, Ethan Bullimore, if he's had a good showing, he's, he's doing 50 from the bench. Yeah, I think these two guys are good. And just one thing before we move on, just with Leilua, he switched to edge. Which do you think that gives more of a chance for this young fellow to actually take the left edge? Because Garner's not a left edge. I, I I just think this guy offered heaps more than Garner did, and it's kind of moving away from the what they were doing, right? And that's the same as Peachy; they didn't have that in their team. Show a different look to the opposition. I think it it might be a good thing moving forward. Oh, for the young guns. Speaking yeah. of Leilua, he was at one point per minute. He, he was looked good. devastating. He looked good. Yeah, so he well, was, that's top tier, like you were saying, it's top tier edge spot, isn't it? Apart from yeah. one missed tackle on Turbo, I think he was sensational, actually. And and look, everyone does. Everyone would miss tackle yeah. Turbo. Uh, Manly Middles, Paseca, he, he looked to win the battle with Stefano. He did, he owned Unfortunately. Boy. 
Kepi was demerit central. Oh, he wasn't good, mate. <laughs> I think I was, he ended up on about two. He, yeah, but he ain't playing lock. Mate, I was looking at him. As soon as those first couple of runs, he got owned. So I was just scrap. Uh, <laughs> that floating, he's definitely sunk to the bottom. In the centres, uh, I don't think Burbo is going to get anything for the Manly side. I think we sort of squash that narrative. Yeah, yeah. His defence got found out big time uh, early on by Gildart, who also didn't excite me for the price he comes in at. However, that junior Polga, I don't know if I've got that one right, the other centre, I think he was wearing 23 on the back. He had great footwork, and I think he scored yep. a 31 for the first half. Yep. He may have played a little bit in the second half, but he was he looked good. And with their, their sort of no real um, set positions in their backs, like outside backs, he could be a good one. I don't mind him. What about the hat-trick hero? Uh, yeah, the... Yeah, geez, the, he looked um, solid, hey? He looked like Vega. a... A George, George Tafua. His yeah, first really try kind of was that. unreal. I was just individual brilliance. And then he was on the back end of just two nice plays out the back from the fullback, Kula, who had a couple of good touches. He's fast. Found a bit of pay. He, he moved pretty well when he had a couple of chances through the middle. He's fast and small, but he's more. I thought he was, because on the website he's about 86 kilos or something. Yeah. So. The, the yeah. other two black bookers from the second half were Rua. Who I, say, geez, his, say his last name, what was it? Cheese 2.0 and, um, and Weeks Yeah Who was the, the half of Manly he, Nofa 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 Luma We're going to give a rap to Oh well. yeah yeah Nofa Yeah that's because TK knows that he suggested <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I'm just thinking like If you're in a draft scenario Like I'm not sure He's still at that awkward price For Classic But in a draft scenario I know one of us Are going to probably Snake each other today Well he's got Like he has done in the past He's got pedigree He does If he scored that try Because what did he get Corbus 23 I think he got more than that. One half, so that he was might have got good. more of that. But if he scored that try, there was two about. tackle busts in that because he beat two yeah. defenders. Oh, that so was a that rubbish call with Foran. Foran got there and could have made the tackle. So that he was, would have been on a mid thirty score at half time, which is pretty good. Any predictions uh, for the actual Tigers team? From can you take any away from that game? Well, not really. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think the guys that are out literally slot straight back into the spots. When you think Dane Laurie at fullback. You think uh, who was out? Ken Mamalo straight onto the wing. You reckon Robert Stuff- Stafford Toll is actually pretty good. They've got a good backup there. If anything happens to their in their wingers, yep. Jackson Hastings straight into six. Oh, I suppose and you, you're still forgetting. Do we come back if they're struggling? Does Do we just go uh, back to the six? Yeah, it depends how quickly they want to bring. I guess it depends how like what the ladder position is. Yeah. If they're eight and two, then no. If they're two and eight, then yes, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. But the other one is just Garner. Will he come back into the starting lineup? He's got a little bit of versatility. He could just go back onto the bench. But I think they write themselves pretty much already. Yeah, true. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Andy and Josh's wrap of Friday. So now we'll check in with the Kiwi boys. They'll be doing Saturday games. And then us three will be covering the Sunday and Mondays. All right, let's bring in the Kiwi boys now. They covered all the Saturday. Kyle, we'll start with you. Cowboys 24, Souths 12. Now, you covered this game. I only had a sprinkling of first graders, but a couple of them catching your eye. But let's catch someone we've spoken about a little bit over last week, and that's Jackson Paulo. What was kind of your thoughts on his game, mate? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I was pretty disappointed. I was actually expecting quite a bit more from him. Um, yeah, it sounds like he's going to get that centre spot um, come round one, but um yeah i i didn't there wasn't much uh real he didn't really show much to anybody really he only scored five points in the whole game made a couple of real pretty basic errors yeah yeah five bro yeah five he made um 
So, yeah, it didn't impress me at all, and I've taken him out of my team for now. Um, I'm not going to have that stuff on my team. And I, it, might, it might be interesting to see him outside of um, Cody Walker and those first-grade players. Yep. So I think for him, we're just going to have to wait and see how he goes with those first-graders next to him. Yeah, it was disappointing he didn't cover up. But a few players that did, Con- Connolly Lumu Lumu, he yeah, moved from a yeah. wing centre position into the back row, and he went pretty well yep. last night. Yeah, he played 80 minutes. I, I got a question um, from the write-ups that we did. I um, got a question about uh, thinking if he was going to get a starting spot. I don't think he'll get a starting edge spot, but I think he's someone that we really have to keep an eye out on. Yeah. He's got that winged fullback centre jewel, and now he's playing in the back row. Um, yeah, I think we just have to keep an eye on him. He had a, he had a pretty good performance. Like He just went out and did his job. Um, and, and actually went really good. Uh, 42 points, 11 runs for 102 metres, uh, a line break and seven tackle busts, and 19 tackles for no misses. So he actually went right, I thought, and he could be a little smoky just to keep the eye on. Yeah, that's handy. Now, talk to me about David Malone, because he's like in 20% of teams, 220k front rower, 18-year-old, but how did he go yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, David Mowali. Yeah, he was Oh, it's a Mowali. Sorry, Mowali. Yeah, Mowali. He's, okay. he's a big boy. Um, solid unit. Um he, he made the most tackles for the Rabbitohs. He actually made 37 tackles, um, and that was um, with no misses. Nice. Uh, and he ended up finishing with 47 points, and it was all in base. Um, he, I think I, he made one one tackle bust, and the rest were tackles and run metres. I think he made, I think it was something like 100, 102 metres, I think he made, Ooh, okay. um, from six runs mm-hmm. or seven runs, I think it was. So, no, nah, he was actually really solid. He could be a good young prospect around that origin time. When you got those guys missing like Jairo and, uh, and Cameron Murray in that. Nice. Did mate? What about Gagai's brother? I was just kept hearing reports about him. Did you get much <laughs> on him? Oh, only that he looks exactly like Dane Gagai. Um, nah, he was, he was <laughs> right. He, he was a right. Nothing to write home about. Okay. Um, I don't think he's anywhere near the first grade side. That's for sure. Okay, nice. Now, boys, I know you all want to have a chat about this one. Warriors 30, the Storm 18. I know you all go for the Warriors too, but bring in Shooter first because he's just lying. For some reason, we've got him on Zoom. He's lying on his bed like a good sort. Mate, what is he doing? It's a hard day. It's a hard day. <laughs> oh, my kids are in bed, so I just thought this. Mate, Come just because you're a cover model, you've done it once for new idea and you think you're some sort of sort now, bud. It was Women's Weekly, actually. It's one of the big magazines. <laughs> I love it. Now, mate, Bachelor of the Year this year, anyway. Mate, talk to me a little bit about the Warriors game. You know, you watched it pretty closely. You mentioned a few players, but who really stood out? Um, so, Rocco Berry, I thought in the first half, was pretty good. I had two try assists. Mm. Um, good on defense. Not much gets past him. And... Um, Sorry, just is that, is that a way. cat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's he doing down there, boy? <laughs> um, yeah, Rocco Beer, he, he was um, pretty good in that first half. And Marcelo Montoya, I thought, mm. was extremely impressive as well. He had a, a few line breaks, um, had plenty of meters, two tries. Um, so him and Rocco. Nice little good left the there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Katoa, um, I thought Katoa was pretty solid as well. Um, went in for a try, but I'm pretty sure it got disallowed from memory. Um, held up or something, but he looked solid every time he uh, touched the ball. And he looked a lot better on defense as well. Um, after yeah. Looks like they've focused on that quite a bit. Nice. Uh, the halves, there wasn't much to write at home about in the halves. So I did notice Chanel... Was it fullback? And now there's talk about him being fullback rounds one and two, mm. um, which is very interesting. Yeah. 
Ed, I want to give you, because I know you've got a pretty good eye for talent. Talk to me about Rocco Berry. What's your thoughts on him right now? Yeah, I, I agree with Shooter. I thought he looked pretty solid. I think from watching him play, I think he's going to have a pretty good base of um, tackles without missing too many, because mm. which is key because tackles along with some run meters are the only base you get for a centre. Mm. And I think he's got yep. the ability to get 25 plus of those. And then you also got to realise that missed tackles is probably the biggest negative point for centres. And again, that's a strong point for him. So I think he's shaping up relatively yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. Kyle, thoughts on Rocco, mate? Yeah, I, t- I agree with both of those points. Yeah, he's a solid defender, uh, and he's he's a big body. He's got some talent, so um, I think you'll look at you might see him cross the stripe for a few tries, especially if he runs outside uh, Sean Johnston, we, who we know puts guys into holes quite well. We look at him in Britain Nakora's combination last year, um, and yeah, Sean he's got a pretty good knack of putting guys into holes and and putting them over the line. So I think uh, the prospects for him are really good. Yeah, Ed, talk to me a little bit about what you saw out of both on the Storm side of things, Xavier Coates and Josh King. Um, in his moments, Xavier Coates looked pretty good. Um, I'm expecting him to sort of get quite a few tries like that this year, playing at the end of that Storm. Um, little trial game like that, you can't really gauge too much out of it. I probably would have liked to have seen him look for work a bit more than he did, but different players are going to have different motivation levels for if I can... B grade um, trial match, so we'll see. We'll see what he looks like next week when maybe he's a bit more motivated when the big boys come out to play. Yeah, for sure. Shooter thoughts on Josh Kingman? Yeah, I thought he looked pretty solid. He eh? Look, looks like he's very fit, mm. um, and so I think he could see some, hopefully, some decent minutes, and um, that'll that'll at least make him like a little bit of cash fantasy wise. Yeah, I thought um, I thought Lodge played for Storm the way he was playing. He kind of looks like him a little bit, eh? Yeah, yeah, he does actually. Lodge, Lodge actually played very well when he came on in the second half as well. Yeah, he was very aggressive. The the Warriors were all over them up the middle. Their play, the ball speed was uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, Tim, to stick on you, mate. Cheese, he made his debut at thirteen after playing most of the year at Hooker. Well, not really debut, but season debut at at Lock. Sorry, what did you make of him in the thirteen jersey? Oh, I think he could possibly be a must buy. Eh? I think because he'll get big minutes. And he's just into everything. He's just mm. so busy. He touches the ball so much, and he's not much like it's not like he's like a ball playing lock either. Like he probably he does have that ability, but he just runs hard, and I think he'll still get like quite a few tries. Yeah, because close to yeah. the line, he is very yeah. hard to stop. Cole, um, I know you want to jump in here, mate. Before we move on, what's your thoughts on Cheese, mate? Oh yeah, he's just left off where he where he finished last year. All around that player, the ball is in. He, he, Tim said he's in absolutely everything. And you saw him close to the line. No one stops him. doesn't matter how big you are, how strong you are. He's going to twist out and turn and move and score every single time. Takes those nuggety hard runs up the guts and gets plenty of uh, uh, post-contact metres as well. So I think he's going to come to a point in the season where you've got to have to get him again like last year. Yeah, definitely. Now, let's go to the last game, boys. And it was pretty cool. The Titans of Brisbane playing out a 26-all draw. Titans leading 12-4 at half time. They blew them away a little bit in the second half before Brisbane put on three late tries. But, Ed, sticking to you first, mate. You know, the guy that me and you had just running battles about this guy, Kobe Hetherington, mate. So it's good to see him <laughs> bounce back because he had a disappointing first try. But what did you make of last night? Yeah, I agree with what you just said. Last week he looked pretty ordinary, but this week he was much improved. Looked a lot more threatening with ball in hand, mm. asking a few more questions. 
So um, perhaps there could be some uh, taking upside there if he does nail down a starting spot, which I'm still not convinced happens, but left to take serious consideration on him if, if he does get a start. Yeah, they pretty much have to shift Pat Carrigan into the, the front row. So there's a lot of moving parts. And then Corey Jensen had a really good game last night. Haas didn't play. Ryan James still has to come into that team somewhere. Flegler's suspended but still needs to get some minutes there. So there is always the threat of him losing it. But I just thought his footwork last night was really good. And do you, did you always notice, Ed, that he was always finding his, his guts? So it means he's got a really quick play the ball on him as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not quite Cam Murray quickness, but yeah, it's definitely no slouch in that area. Yeah. Shooter, you got much thoughts? Are you going to pick him up for round one, man? If he's yeah, in the starting I, team, sorry, man. I think I, I think I am, eh? Because he looks like he's got quite a bit of mongrel about him, I reckon. Mm. And he just like runs hard and into everything as well. I, I actually think he plays like a bit, bit of a Brandon Smith role as well. Yeah. He, um, yeah. He, he's just like real mongrelly and, and just looks, even looks at, just in, rips in and into everything. Kyle, you willing to take him out of Trap City, mate? Yeah, um, yeah, I did take him out of my team, um, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to wait for teamless for him. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I want to watch a few more trials on him. Uh, my my thoughts are slightly different again, and they keep changing on him. So I'm just not 100 percent sure on him yet. To be fair, yeah, boys, let's talk about JoJo Fafita and uh, Tony Stags. They had a great battle on that. Well, right side for Stags, left side for Fafita. But Kyle, sticking with you, what did you make out of those two? Um, yeah, I, I. I saw Jojo Fafita step him up a few times and he was all over him for, for the first, uh, you know, like 20 odd minutes. So it was, uh, I didn't see the second half of that game, but the first half where I saw him just kill Stags and then Stags killed him the other way with, with that beautiful little um, bit of footwork and went over. But um, yeah, that was from what I saw was a really awesome running battle. And uh, he could be a little smoky later in the year, young Fafita. Yeah. Tremaine Spry, Ed, did you, back in the day, 2020, he had a really good end of 2020, but went missing last year. This guy could be someone we just keep on the black book because I don't think he's in their top 30, which means that generally he would come in at 220K if he ends up coming back in, right? Um, maybe 240. I think players that have played before like that always come in at a minimum of 240. Okay. I think 220 is only for out-and-out rookies. Yeah, but he could be handy if they get a couple of injuries. I don't think he's first string right now. Because who would you think Corey Thompson's first string and then Marzu would be mm. first string, right? Yep. Sammy's up there too. Yeah, Sammy's sorry, Sammy's as well. Yeah, we're forgetting yeah. about him. But he can play a little bit of centre as well. Mm. But they've got a little bit of depth. I liked what I saw from him last night. Like him versus Cobo, just like the other two we mentioned. Like Cobo was brilliant. Like you can tell he's just got that skill. But he, he left him for dead when they went when he broke away for that try. And he's not a small boy. He's not a small boy. Like he's like George Rose on the wing. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a he's got a bit of a gut. Eh? Just like, yeah, but he's fucking fast. Yeah, I like what I saw out of him. Ed, you know we were talking in the off season about edges a lot. Cape Ball was always on our radar, mate. What'd you make of his first game for the Broncos? Too much wrong or too, nothing too exciting. Just sort of got through his work. Um, I think. Capo is going to be fine as long as he gets an 80-minute roll, which I think he will. He, do, he doesn't need to be spectacular anymore. He just needs the minutes to get get his 100 run meters, get his 30, 35 tackles, and 
He'll do his thing. Yeah. Now, let's to finish this part off, let's talk about who we think. Rank him one to three, one being the first. Walters, Kelly, we've got the young guy, Mam, and sorry, out of the four of them. And then uh, who else have we got? We've got... Gamble. Gamble. Yeah. yeah. All right, Shooter. Well, after what I've seen the last two games, I'd, I'd go uh, Billy Walters first, uh, Ezra Mam, Tyson Gamble, then Albert Kelly, I think. Yeah, what about yourself, Kyle? Uh, yeah, definitely Billy Walters, one. Um, Gamble, two. Kelly, three. Mum, four. Cool. And Ed? Yeah, I'm warming up to Walters now. He might actually be playing his way in. We'll see. Mm. If, he, if, mm. if he gets a good shot next week, he's a pretty good chance. So just because it's what I would do, I'd probably put him at the top of the list there. Um, in... Sorry, um, who who is the who? So who is the who's the aggressive one? I forgot the name slipped my mind. Um, yeah, yeah, him next, um, then <laughs> Kelly, and I think um, Mem um, will probably be someone they use later down the track. I don't think he's in with a legitimate shot for round one. Yeah, I got it pretty similar to you, Ed. I think. All right, boys, let's leave things on. One player that impressed you the most out of this whole kind of troll round, and then one person that probably is off your radar now, Kyle. Jackson Paulo's off for sure. Um, and uh, let me think. Um, I quite liked it's. Uh, hey, come back to me on the uh, one I liked. I'm just trying to think. There were a few. Okay, shooter. One I like, Kobe. Kobe. I was going to say Kobe Bryant. Kobe Everington. <laughs> he, uh, Kobe Everington. He had sort of like. I'd washed my hands of him a few weeks ago and hadn't really thought about him again until last night, and he's straight back in my team yep. at the moment. So um, he's definitely one I liked. And, yeah, I, I'm a bit off uh, Jackson Paulo at the moment, but if we see him outside Cody Walker and he does better, I'll, I'll uh, probably put him in. <laughs> he probably scored three tries this weekend. Uh, Ed, wrap us up. Who have you got, mate? Uh, the ones I didn't like, yeah, like should have said, Paulo, I was very disappointed in uh, we'll have to see how he goes next week when paired with some better teammates. Um, also, pretty disappointed in Stefano. Mm. Um, I was red hot on him. I've still kept him in there, but I'm going to see need to see a little bit more from him next week. Yeah. Um, but the one the the one that's really surprised me is that uh, was it Tuyalangi from the, uh, the, the, the second row? Yeah, he's really good. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think of him before that game, and he probably won't get the start, but fuck if he does, he looked all right, eh? He did. Do you put much emphasis on them switching Leilua in that game, his edge? Do you think that's maybe a, a chance that maybe they'd replace Garner? Um, not for that reason, but Garner's a replaceable guy. Like They seem to be happy to replace Garner whenever they get a, a decent option pop up. Mm. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I have noticed like, that. He seems like the guy. Yeah. Like, the default is Garner, but at the same yeah. time, like it doesn't take much for them to chuck someone else in his place. Yeah, totally. They, they were shopping Garner around before Blore got they in. Were. So that, so yeah, that you're tells right. you, True. tells you something. That's right, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, boys, thank you for your comments tonight. You can check out. They've done some amazing work. Both Shooter and Kyle actually covered some games this week, and we'll all be back next week covering all the games. So just check out the Facebook page. They've got some great notes on there as well. So thank you, gentlemen, for that, and thank you for your comments tonight. You know, it's
Good All right, guys, moving on to Sunday's trials. We had two at Bankwest Stadium. The first one, the Sharkies getting spanked by the Penrith Panthers, 34-6. It was halftime, 12-0. Look, it was really hot out there in Sydney's west. It was over 30 degrees for people who don't live in Sydney. Even as a Sharkies fan, I'm pretty disappointed with that first up effort. I can only imagine how Craig Fitzgibbon's feeling at the moment. But just some fantasy notes from this one. Penrith, probably, if anything did happen to Nathan Cleary, they've got a pretty capable replacement in in Sean O'Sullivan, not not to clear his level, of course, but his game management is pretty good. So someone just to keep an eye on, just in case anything does happen to Nathan during the year. Jaden Beryl, he got his first start for the Sharkies in nine. I think he will push Braley, but I can't see him in the top 17, especially at the start of the year. But again, if something did happen to Braille, so he's showing plenty of skill. Another one, a bit of pedigree, Zach Wolford, son of Simon. He came on late in the second half, and he had a little bit of skill. So pretty happy with what he put out there. Sifatalakai looks actually really, really good. He missed all of preseason last year, but he had a full preseason after his shoulder injury last year. Unfortunately, got a HIA. He was causing a little bit of havoc on the field when he did as well. Braden Trindle was probably the biggest disappointment of the whole afternoon. He actually got sighted, and he'll be looking at missing one week now. He got Sinbin for the shot, and really, he missed a lot of tackles. Kicking game was a little bit off, and he didn't do much, especially when he considered that he was one of the most experienced players on the field and probably had a chance at that utility role or just outside of that. So two of the tries, one through Maverick Guy, another pedigree. Straight through him, and the other one, they ran around him. So, not too great there. Teague Wilden did pretty well, did a mountain of work in defense, scored a handy fantasy score, was well over 40 in the end, sorry, 36, and he played half a game. Royce Hunt, massive disappointment. I really thought he was a shot for the bench. I would say probably you can scratch him out. Franklin Pele as well, made no real impact. He got bin for a late tackle. More on the positive side, well, Isaac Tago will be the first one. He lined up at left centre and a poor drop early, but was involved in the Penrith Panthers' first try. Beautiful uh, draw and pass. It really does look a... I know he played a little bit of back row when he debuted last year, but he does look like an out-and-out left centre. So he brings plenty of skills to the table. Good price there at the moment as well. I'll pull that up in a second, but had a little quote from his coach. He said, uh, well, clearly this is... Nah, Ivan Cleary said, Isaac Tago has been filling that role at training. We've sort of earmarked him to be playing that role at some point. You know, we have high hopes for him, but don't want to put him under pressure either. So we'll see how he goes. So you'd have to think that he might be special for that spot. Talon May didn't play, but it'll be interesting to see. Maybe he's a winger now. So imagine we get both of them. That'll be pretty cool. But Isaac Tago, dual edge center, he's at 334K. So just keep him in mind when you're watching the trial this week. Jermaine Salmon, he had a solid debut in the back row, and then he switched back into the halves. He looked a little bit more natural there. Matt Eisenhuth also had a pretty good front up game up front. Both Mitchie, Mitchie Kenny and Jermaine Hopgood both did some really, really nice things, so I think they'll be part of the Penrith Panthers 17. Kenny, maybe take a few minutes from Appy, but Jermaine Hopgood, if any injuries happen, Definitely put him in your black book because he's really, really good. Charlie Staines, probably a better fullback but we saw on the day. Probably just needs to get fundamentally a little bit stronger. He threw a hell of a lot of no-look passes, so not a lot of high-percentage stuff coming out of him. In terms of standout fantasy scores for this one, Tricky still scored 30, but he did play 80 minutes. You can probably put a line through Hamlin Uwelli. He played at nearly a half, and he only smashed 20 against the reserve grade team. Talakai scored 17 and Wilton 36. On the flip side, Robert Jennings, actually, he scored a couple of tries late. Some really bollocking, bollocking runs. Scored a 50 overall. Tago scored a 34. Elsewhere, Eisenhuth a 24. Kenny a 41. Hopgood a 43. 
So a few standouts there. So that was a pretty good game for the Penrith Panthers, and they'll probably go as full strength as they can, bar Nathan Clear in the take on Parramatta this weekend. Now, the next game, we covered this one. You can go into more details, just go on the Facebook page. Corb's covered this one. Just a few from his notes. Well, in the end, he calls them the premiers, but it could be more like the, the chumps. He's already at Tick Attack buying tickets, but... The St. George Laura Dragons, 26, defeated the Paramount Eels, 22. So it's going to be interesting. Both fullbacks went pretty good for the Dragons, Sloan and Ramsey. Probably Sloan did overshadow him just a little bit. He scored 33 in fantasy. was just a little bit more classy, but in saying that, Ramsey made a pretty good, a couple of good things in defense, especially a covering, covering tackle. Showed some speed, some real good stuff. Moses Sully, he played half a game, and he was pretty handful. He was a, he was. It was probably one of the better fantasy teams of fantasy games that I saw. He set up a really nice try with a with an offload out to the left. So that was to Taito Moga. So watch out for him, but I don't think he's going to be that fantasy relevant. It's just more kind of a he's not at a bad price. So just maybe just have a look at him. But yeah, don't go too out for him. Josh McGuire he scored thirty seven. He played at halfback for half a game. It was pretty pretty interesting that he played at halfback better than Moses Embai did, but. Showed some skill there, so who knows? He's, he's in a huge mid-rotation. I think he's going to miss five games at the start of the season, so it's not like you're going to put him in your fantasy team or anything like that, but it was just a funny one to see. Junior Ramon was probably the most fantasy-relevant player playing on the day. He scored a 29. Wasn't great defensively, especially early on. Kind of worked his way into the game, and then his kicking game started to come back into it, and he set up a couple of tries, which was nice. Georgie Burgess, he scored a 10, didn't play too many minutes, but it was good just to see him get a hit out. And it's great to see someone that you know was considered such a good NRL player back and healthy again. Uh, Daniel Alvaro, he scored a 26, but realistically both probably a little bit out of price for considering the job security and minutes they might play. Francis Molo was overshadowed by his brother, and that was a little bit strange. Both Jack Kuzowski and Jackson Ford scored a mid 30s so not too bad but you can see them only as kind of second stringers maybe one of them might jag a bench spot Moses Mbai he played halfback as I did mention but realistically 14 he's his jersey Andrew McCulloch missed an absolute shocking tackle in that first try so I think he's it's not that he's past it I just think he's not an 80 minute hooker anymore and I think he can get a lot better value elsewhere one that caught uh, Corb's eye was Pasea Farmosili. He scored a 29, but again, he's battling for a bench spot. It's going to be a real... You can just see Trap City all over this mids with him probably changing a lot of rotation. A lot of them are older players as well. So between minutes, job security, and their age, I just don't think any of the Dragons middles, unless your name is Jack Bird, is any good. But then again, he's marked as a centre edge, so... I think you've got to watch Jack Bird a couple of times, at least once in the charity shield before you make a decision on him. For the Eels, well, there was a bit of you know news that Nathan Brown may not be good for round one and Ryan Madison might play in the middle to start. And he was a late in- inclusion into this game, number 25, and he played a lot of a, f- a few minutes there in the middle. Didn't look too bad. I think he scored like a 13 or a 15 or something like that. But realistically, he's probably going to get a better guide to what Madison's like in the middle for this week. But really at his price point, I think you can probably get a little bit better value at this point. The starting front rollers, really excited about Oren Kafusi seeing I'm a Sharks fan, but he's got a 55 scoring a try. Reed was very crafty early on. It's going to be interesting. Great at Mitch Rain came on in the second half and took some minutes, so will this be a trend moving forward? Makatoa, he also scored a 48, so look out for them, especially if they've got some injuries. They've got a couple of handy players that they might 
bring off the bench. With Maddo moving to the middle, probably an opportunity to Sean Lane. He, he did play well, made a couple of breaks in that first 20 minutes. Probably the best I've seen Sean Lane look in terms of an attacking sense for a little while. Scored a 45. On the other side of the ball, Will Penasini, he didn't see much ball at all. I think that will change, especially with the likes of Dylan Brown and Clint Gutherson and Mitch Moses coming back into the team for this week. So probably a better better idea of what he can produce probably in the trial against Penrith this week. Unfortunately, Hayes Dunstar does look like he'll be missing the entire season. And our physio just did report that he's done his MCL, ACL, so not looking good for the young fella. So wish him well. And family Mina's looking at missing seven weeks now for that tackle as well. So quite an interesting one. Hayes Perman. Perham, sorry, he, he played quite well at fullback. He scored a 31, and who knows what they're going to do with that wing spot. You know, they've got Sean Russell. He's going to be competing for one. He got a 23. Was busy, not too bad, so probably they also unleashed another Fijian winger in Solomon Naiduki. So he scored a 16, went off for a try, but he's still very, very raw. Bailey Simonson, he scored an 8, so he's got to do a little bit better. Of course, puts him in Trap City, so... Make sure you're well aware of that one. Ray Stone was quite good. He scored a 35. Nakore, 27, but he's suspended at the start of the year. And Bryce Cartwright made a couple of breaks for a 32. The two halves looked a lot better, especially young Brad, Brad Arthur's son, Jacob Arthur. He scored a 37, and I think he will only get better and better, but he's in the long queue for that half spot. And then the other one under the radar, probably Tom Opacic. He scored a 26, and interesting to see if they push Waka Blake to the wing now that a few injuries have happened. But that was for the Sunday games. All right, let's bring in Andy for the last game, night 16, the Bulldogs 16. But, uh, Andy, probably a game of two halves here, man. Newcastle dominating early, and then the Doggies working their way into the game before all the big guns went off. Yeah, look, the first half was actually not too bad. Uh, a few good takes out of the, out of the whole game. Uh, Kurt Mann played really good at lock. Mm. Um, 472K. It could be good for a D- when he gets his DPP. Clifford took the line on with, with a good step for a try. Uh, kicking goals as well, but I think 421k might be too pricey. Maybe pod potential? You don't know. Mm. Don't Imagine know. drafting him, mate. Uh, you'd be Connor, feeling you'd yeah, be feeling pretty pretty good about yourself if you drafted <laughs> him right now, mate. I'd say you'd be fairly confident if you got him in draft for sure. <laughs> uh Ponga sort of not much uh, not much input. He sort of was a bit quiet, had a couple of bullet passes, looked good. Maybe just saving himself for the start of the season for those who picked him up in draft. Do you think maybe uh, actually looks before we move on, just, just stay on Ponga, he only scored, what, three fantasy points in 40 minutes. Do you think he looked like a bit I of don't... a foil out there? Like they're trying to like make the the strategy is that he kind of gives the space to the, the rest of the team and the rest the halves look real good on the back of that and Kurt Mann also. It seemed like... He was ever-present everywhere, but maybe it might not be a fantasy-relevant sort of thing. Yeah, I think you're hitting nail on the head, hey, which is bad because 600K, you were hoping him with a captaincy might be um, might be his time to shine. But it just looked like he's trying to take all the defensive attention and letting Clifford and Clune sort of take over a bit of the attack because it looked like that they were trying to take a little bit more on. But that could change as well, like... It's only the start of the season. It's only trials. They might just be holding their cards close to their chest for to get some actual points on the board. Yeah, true that. So, who knows? I think it's just not enough data. Yeah. Now, next guy you want to talk about, mate, Adam Clune. Mate, well, oh, sorry, yeah, Adam Clune, yeah. So, he's 371K. Actually played really well. Like, yeah, he's shown some good signs in attack uh, in that first half. So, and, and add, add him to the book of, of cheap halves. So, he's 371. You've got mm. Damone, Ilias, uh 
Yeah, yeah, it's a couple, there's a couple more halves as well. So, yeah, he's another one. Sort of like you can't have your whole bench full of halves. <laughs> you do need to have some cover. So, sort of pod potential. A pod cashy? Can you have a pod cashy? Potentially. I guess so. I <laughs> uh, so, Randall. Randall was the was the uh, the sort of site I was looking for. Looked good, but didn't really play well. Took got taken off for 20 minutes after 20 minutes with uh, Phoenix Crossland. So... Whether that becomes a bit of a trend this season, it's a bit of a worry. But look, he's still going to—he's still three hundred fifty k. So, what do you end up scoring? He's still going to make a bit of coin. Twelve. Uh, it, it wasn't that much, but I don't think the scoring was one hundred percent accurate. Fifteen. Like some players were scored were yeah. scored accurate. Some players weren't. Okay. I think they had the the interns on the trial games. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Or someone's <laughs> having a Monday night belter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jara Moimosia. Looking pretty good in the line. Um, he had a good little try there when he hit the line. So uh, the, the left edge or the left edge is pretty uncertain because it's Fitzgibbon and you think he would have started, but he didn't. So whether they put Barnett there or they even give this gyro a crack. Um, his hands, hands kind of let him down, but a few times, right? Yeah, look, it's a, it is a trial game and he is fresh. So he could get a bit of a bench spot. You never know. Yeah. Um, but for him to cave, he's in, he's in the 17. He's worth a bit of a crack. Bailey Hodgson, poor bugger, come on with some energy. <laughs> Gee, he looks like he's 13. Corby's <laughs> so at the small. hospital with him at the uh, moment. Clutching, came nursing off. him. Yeah. Clutching his, clutching his left elbow. He's sort of put in a sling, giving him a kiss on the forehead. Cheers, Corbs. <laughs> yeah, so Corbs' narrative's dead. Uh, Dominic Young, ups and down, up and down game, sort of fooled a few tries towards the start there and then finally got one, but... Yeah, look, there's promising signs. He's still fresh. It was his first first year last year, so um, he's still got a bit to come. Yep. Uh, and the doggies. So the one thing I was sort of looking at were the, were the halves. Avrilo and Wakem were okay. Yeah. I'd say Avrilo. Sorry, Boyondi Odie was the best half out of the, the four or three. <laughs> he was actually killing it towards the second half there, but I guess he was versus a, a B grade night side, but. I reckon he's definitely locked in that 14 spot. Yeah. I'd say be careful picking up Adarillo because that, that six or seven spot might be up for grabs, especially with Flano and Wake. Yeah, he, he disappointed me tonight. I thought his touches would be a lot better. I thought his kicking game would be a bit better in the in the rain especially. And mm. I just, yeah, something off with Jake tonight. You, you just, this is his time to sort of cement that spot, but he just didn't look confident at all. So, yeah, I'd say be very careful picking him up. I know he has a half center dual position, but I think Burton's a safer play there. Yeah. Dufty looked good under the high ball. Jeez, mate, jeez, he's got a motor on him. Mm. How, how, how good is his caboose? He's fast, man. <laughs> he's fast. Is, that is J Lo, but yeah, uh, looked good and actually had a couple of attacking stats as well, but still 521K. Is he worth that? Nah. <laughs> Pod potential? We'll see. <laughs> nah. Nah. Uh, TPJ. Geez, what were the comments at the end of the game? That would, you're licking your lips if you picked him up in draft and you're licking your lips if you got him on your classic team. Oh. He goes, last year he only played roughly 53 minutes and he's trying to push for 80 this year. Yeah. The thing is with him, he was on about five after 30 minutes and then after 35 minutes he was on 35. Like, he had like eight offloads and three tackle breaks and, He's just sort of player he is. He just does nothing for half an hour and just explodes, right? Yeah, I think maybe maybe he did play towards his opposition as well. Maybe against a good team, he might struggle. Yep. But um, yeah, look, it's still good signs. He's, he's still good for a DPP. Yep. 
The other DPP, Josh Jackson, looked very consistent when he was playing. He's, he's exactly what you're going to get. He's Mr. Consistent. Uh, Paul Vaughan looks like he's eating well from a good barbecue, um, <laughs> and he's playing like it. So, oh, you're bringing back the jokes, mate. <laughs> he, it, I, he could be good in, in drafts now, but he might just be overpriced. There's too many other options at mid for classic. Yeah, and then you mentioned this one, Aaron Shoup taking the kicking good. roles as well because yeah. you had Avarillo. Avarillo can kick. Flano can kick, but they were choosing Shoup. So if Shoup's a stand he's on there for 80 minutes. At least it seems like he might be a good option. But he is 411K. Um, I don't know if that's a bit risky. But, look, I guess 60K more than a non-kicking centre like mm. a Pantasini or a Crichton. If he scores well, it could be good. It'll be interesting um, next week Josh in Cook. the Sharks trial if Burden kicks or not. Imagine he loses his goal kicking. That could be an additional, what, six points that he would lose if Shoup keeps it, right? So... Yeah, that is scary, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Um, well, I guess next trial will we'll, uh, sort of cement that. Um, Joshua Cook had some great passes. He's had some good delivery. So I think just put him in your black book. I don't think he's playing this year. Yeah, I thought he was better than Marshall King tonight as well. So I thought Cook actually stood out. But did we miss one? Did you want to name the king or you weren't waiting out for him for last? I was saving him to last. Okay, cool. Max King. Oh my gosh, he was on a mission. Like he was, he was running the ball as hard as a, a forward I've seen in any trial game. He was the best forward over this weekend, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm going to give him one of these. How good is this bloke? I think he deserves a how good is this bloke. <laughs> he was easily the best. I reckon he was. Mate, he, yeah, I reckon you've made a good call. I reckon he's the standout of the trials so far. Yeah, well, 59 fantasy points. That's crazy. 133 meters. I don't know what minutes he has because the. Um, I reckon he probably played about. Off, but I think he I reckon played about 50 minutes. I reckon. Like he got he, he got some good minutes, but he was out there and he was putting his hand up saying, "Well, I've come back from a serious injury and I want a spot for round one." He really put that out, and I think he'll grab a 16 or 17 jersey. Mate, playing that well, you can't you cannot leave him off the field. He he's a size. He's massive, but he runs like a weapon. Like mm. he was in everything. So he's really and for 240k. He's owned by 0.77% of people. Yep. Watch that skyrocket. It's be 20 tomorrow. Uh, when people sort of get wind of this. <laughs> oh, Mate, 20 tomorrow, I reckon. <laughs> he's, all, he's, all the talk of league listeners will be on him. His benchmate as well, Patolo, I thought he was very impressive. I think those two together as a combo coming off the bench really changed the tempo of the game a little bit. And I think that's probably two guys that definitely put their hands up for, for bench roles, mid-bench mid roles for that round one team for sure. This wasn't a trial for... Um, for Max King, this is a grand final. I think like. it was, yeah. And he's got pedigree too. So <laughs> one 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 player for the dogs, his name was Credence Toya. Mate, great feet. Um, quick off his feet and really skillful the ball. I don't think he's gonna start, but definitely put him in your black foot for maybe uh, next year or something like that. But a lot of young guns, a lot of good young guns to sort of come through. But yeah, good game overall. Um, it's very entertaining. But yeah, my takeaway, Max King, he is the king of trial round week one. Awesome. Thank you, Endos. All right, guys, that was Trials Week 1. Hope you enjoyed that. This week on the show, we've got Paul Momorowski, Jared Croker, Jamin Jolliffe. We'll come back with a Trials preview. We might even wrap out a Q&A, a live Q&A. We're doing a few different things. We're doing a crossover with the Supercoach Champions podcast to learn about, a little bit about Supercoach and to teach them a little bit about NRL fantasy. And we'll also be bringing you some NFT and a new venture in the NFT space coming early next week as well. So 
have a look for that, and that's coming in soon. So check it all out. I'll see you during the week.